At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wednesday edition of Final Countdown here on VSIN. It is Matt Brown. It's Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with me today. You know him as JVT. You find him on the Twitter machine at me, JVT. We're going to run through. All of the news and notes going on in all the sports. Hey, we've got some baseball news that is happening. We, of course, have the injury news and how that might be affecting the lines in the NFL. Maybe even some weather stuff that is going Ooh. on. And, of course, we will talk some NBA with our NBA expert, which is you, by the way. You. Allegedly, yes. Yes, we're going to talk to Eli Hershvitz a little bit later. He is our uh, college basketball weekly guest here moving forward. We'll talk to him about some college basketball and see how – he has seen things shape out here in the early part of the season. But, John, let's kick things off here with the big news of the day. The college football playoff rankings are out, and people are upset. Say, I'm angry. People are angry, and people don't even understand that it doesn't really matter except for the last rankings. These are just all just right. for content. You know, it's great. So mm-hmm. now it fills an hour, gives, them, gives ESPN some headlines. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU – you can jump up and down all you want to. This is going to shake out because Ohio State and Michigan play each other the last game of the year. So one of those two teams likely to fall out when this is all said and done. Tennessee at five, LSU at six, USC at seven, and then Alabama at eight. So knowing that the only ranking that matters is the last one, what do you think of these as they sit right now and how this could you know eventually shake out? Pretty much kind of like you're yeah. saying, like not really much. Uh, but I will say the one thing that's kind of like – been, I guess, like eating at me for the last uh, couple of weeks that I've been thinking a little bit more about is, so we keep talking about Tennessee right at number five yeah. uh, as, you know, the highest ranked one loss team. And, you know, they can make it into the college football playoff, having not even won their division and all this kind of sort of thing. But what I find really interesting is um, what about Ohio State? And what I mean by that is what happens if Ohio State just loses to Michigan, right? And mm-hmm. that's their one loss. Why, why don't we talk more about two Big Ten teams? making in to the college football playoff because I feel like if Michigan were to lose, right, that one loss would be just Ohio State, but I don't think that your one loss on top of your really weak conference schedule compared with a one-loss Tennessee would get you in over the Volunteers. But if Michigan were to beat Ohio State, right, and Ohio State were to have the one loss and not conference champion, I think then you would look at Ohio State and go, well, I mean, their only loss is to what you would assume at that time is a top two team in Michigan, right? Right, and sitting out there. So, like, that's my only thing is like, it's like because for, for, for some reason Tennessee, they're as high as minus three, I think fifty in some spots to make it to the college football playoff. That seems really high for a team on the outside looking in, and for the potential for that to happen in front of them, if that makes sense. Un- unfortunately, as we know, 
a lot of times this comes to when you lose and not yeah. how you lose or who you lose to and all of that. And that's an, that's super unfortunate, I think, because I'm with you. I mean, let's say this Ohio State-Michigan game is basically an eliminator game. But this goes down to the, the a two-point conversion wins the game with no – whatever. Two, overtime, with five, right, so yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Five seconds left on the clock or something. So one of those teams that loses on a two-point conversion with five seconds left in the game – that automatically disqualifies them from everything that they put together throughout the course of the season to mm-hmm. lose to a team that you deem as one of the four best teams in all of the country. I think there's real argument to be made that, you know, it shouldn't necessarily be just an, an eliminator game, but the way everyone is talking and mm-hmm. you heard all the stuff last night, you've read the articles as well as I have. It's that's just the way people are looking at it because they're arguing about who should be the fourth team in when either Ohio State or Michigan lose. Should it be Tennessee? Should it be LSU if they win out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? People are not even talking about the consideration that both Ohio State and Michigan State. Right. Have. That's what I found really interesting. Yeah. And really, so my angle here is just finding a way to play against TC or Tennessee making it in, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, I just feel like when you're talking about the implied probability of minus 350 for Tennessee to get into this thing is in, is really high for a team that's on the outside looking in. And again, just kind of like when you compare their resumes, sure, like Ohio State, their best win, I think, at this point right now, if it were if it were to play out the way that we're talking about, would be, I don't know, Notre Dame or and or Penn State. Like Penn State yeah. depends on their ranking. So Penn State would probably be up there too. But like, would you weigh Ohio State's schedule with one loss in a non-division championship and obviously not a conference championship over Tennessee, who's by the way, I mean, I hate to say it, the win over Alabama kind of looks less impressive uh, on a week-to-week basis, right? right? They struggled with a bad Texas team. They, they scuffled around with Ole Miss. They lost that game to Tennessee. I just feel like when you're looking at this overall, I, I like you said, I don't think the possibility of Ohio State-Michigan both in this college football playoff is not being spoken about enough. Because if that's a three-point win for Michigan or whatever it is, I've got a, I got a pretty good feeling that Ohio State would still make it in. Georgia minus 5,000 to make 14-1. to one to miss Ohio state minus six fifty to make plus four fifty to miss Michigan plus one thirty to make minus one sixty to miss TCU plus two thirty minus two ninety Tennessee minus three fifty to make as John was talking about plus two seventy to miss LSU sitting at six and a half to one to make minus eleven hundred to miss and then USC sitting there at seven plus four fifty to make minus six fifty to miss. I mean, of course, the fly in the ointment and all of this is LSU because yeah. LSU wins out if they go and you know UAB should be a, a no-brainer, but then they beat they beat AM and then they go to the SC championship game and then they beat the number one team in Georgia. They're not mm-hmm. going to fall Georgia all the way out. So Georgia stays in. The winner winner of Ohio State, Michigan stays in as well. TCU, if they go undefeated, then they stay in. in. And then the problem becomes do you keep out an LSU team that beat Alabama, then beat your number one playoff team? But they have two losses. And, but it's also a coverage champion, right? Which right. for some reason they seem to weigh that in this scenario. No, I, I agree. Like they are the fight in the ornament. And I'll always say this too. Look, they're a big favorite against UAB, mm-hmm. but instead of playing make plus six fifty, what you're doing is just rolling a money yeah. line thing over every single week, right? You're playing a money line against uh, uh excuse me, uh, UAB, rolling mm-hmm. that over to Texas AM, rolling that over to the game against Georgia where they'll be a prohibitive underdog. But no, you're right. Like there's LSU, like USC at this point right now, the Pac twelve did them no favors last week, so they have to win right. out and then hope that something happens in front of them. Uh, that is not something then to be willing to bet. Uh, and the same thing goes for Clemson, where the ACC just looks oddly weak, although like their schedule is setting up to be somewhat nicer if the UNC can continue to kind of hold on and win, and then they beat them in an ACC championship game. Um, I agree. Like LSU is obviously the one that holds all the cards here. Having said that, I personally think LSU is a little bit of a fraudulent team. I don't think that from a power rating standpoint, they're the sixth best team in the country, if you ask anybody who makes numbers. Um, but they're propped up because they're an SEC team with a really big win over Alabama. It, it, everything falls how LSU is going to go here, but I, I'm really interested what the committee would do with that Michigan-Ohio State game. And would you agree? Like, I think it would need to be Michigan winning that game. If Ohio yeah, State yeah, wins yeah, that yeah, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, like they, yes. they're out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it would have to be It would have to be Michigan, and then it would have to be a like razor-thin, last-second-ish type yep. thing or something. And then in that case, I, I do believe that there's a real conversation to be had, and I hope that there's at least a real conversation to be had amongst everybody out there as to how that's going to play out. Because, again, it's just a – it shouldn't be an eliminator game just because it has, happens the last game of the season, right? I mean, right. if this happened in week seven and then both of these guys just 
one out or something like it, it would be a completely different scenario right right now we'd have the one loss team probably sitting where either Tennessee or LSU is and yep. you know all of this and it, we'd be talking about them being in as opposed to who's going to be the one. But we're angry about it that's out sure. yeah uh, all right so some news and notes here that will I think affect the way that you go to bet some of these games this week Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reporting that Kyler Murray could miss another week or so Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury also said that Colt McCoy is day-to-day, so we could be looking at Trace McSorley as the quarterback for the Cardinals in this, should we have no Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy. Look, this is already going to be, in my opinion, an uphill battle for this team against the 49ers anyway, but, man, if it's Trace McSorley, goodness gracious. Yeah, um, so I, I already I included the 49ers on a teaser already. I did as well. Um, <laughs> but you're right, like, uh, this is um, – I don't even think there's any way to put it. Like, it's going to be really bad for the Cardinals. Yeah. And if it is not Colt McCoy, um, then this gets to, what, 10, 10 and a half, maybe even a little bit higher. Um, I, th- like, McSorley has been fine. He's been in the league for a while now. I just don't know. Is there a shot that you can convince yourself that his mobility maybe adds a somewhat Kyler Murray-esque dynamic to the offense, and thus maybe there won't be a massive drop-off? But I think, like, you're really reaching at that point. Yeah, I, I, me too. I just I'm looking at this, and I'm going, all right, look, is there a way to talk myself into – some sort of some sort of way to think that this is a positive for the Cardinals squad, and I just don't think that it is. That being said, the line has not moved. It is still sitting at eight right now mm-hmm. in favor of the 49ers. I love the teaser leg anyway, mm-hmm. and I like it even more now because as we're if we're sitting here saying that Kyler Murray could miss another week or so and Colt McCoy is banged up enough to be called day-to-day – a banged up Colt McCoy or a whatever like this is this should be one way traffic for the 49ers. Yeah, it should. Yeah. I'll say this like the 49ers have shown to be a little overvalued by the betting market, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you go back to the Sunday night game where they close about seven and a half and they need to come back just to win that game as opposed to even like covering it. They never came close to covering that number. Like I, I maybe that is the thing you're hanging your hat on that the 49ers came into this game already a little overvalued by the betting market and the number getting even higher, maybe in just inflates what is already a bloated rating on a team that hasn't really been covering a ton. Um, maybe that's the other way you look at it, but I'll say but to your point, I teased the 49ers down on Sunday because yeah. that was the way to go. And I think that's the way to go here. If you get eight with a chance that it looks like it's going to go even higher, I think that's the way you're attacking it. Andy Dalton is going to start versus the Rams on Sunday. Yep. There was the report that they thought it was going to be looking like it was going to be Jameis Winston. That was sitting at four yesterday. The news now that Andy Dalton is going to start amongst the other things going on with the Rams. It is now four and a half at DraftKings in favor of the Saints in a game with a total of 38 and a half as poorly as this Saints team has looked as bad as this offense has been with Andy Dalton at quarterback. We are still sitting four and a half. What an indictment on this Rams team. Yeah, man, that offensive line is so bad. Oh. And, and like, yeah, I don't even think Wolford was like, it, he didn't do anything. He right. couldn't do anything, right? If, Staff, if Matt Stafford could do nothing with this offense, which is now in the mid twenties in terms of EPA, what, what the heck is Wolford going to do? Uh, you're right. Like this has been all bad for the saints. And yet here they are well over a field goal favorite. <laughs> like I, like I'm tempted, but here's the thing. I've tried to buy low on the Rams so many times this year. I know. And, and I've gotten burned and I feel like this is the spot to do it again. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm this, ready to get hurt again. This feels like to one of those like unconventional teaser legs to me, where if yeah. I can take four and a half up to 10 and a half in a 38 and a half point game, Against the Saints of all teams. Right. It's the Saints for crying out loud. I mean, can they cover 11? Can they can they win a game by 11 points, John? Oh, I would say no, but oh, I've been burned goodness. by worse things. I know, same. We're going <laughs> to run through some more news and notes, some NBA news and notes as well. Get John's thoughts on those. When we come back, it is final countdown here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. The World Cup countdown is on, and now's your time to get a copy of our World Cup betting guide. We have in-depth analysis from Nigel Seeley on all eight groups. Vison's team of experts provide their picks and predictions for every group and the Golden Boot Award. If you're new to betting World Cup soccer, don't worry. Josh Applebaum will break down everything you need to know. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You can do that by signing up now for just 99 American and get VEASAN Pro access for everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And um, we are looking here. I know you are looking forward to the to the World Cup. You're going to be betting tons and tons of World Cup. I know this about you. Um, I, I know you say this facetiously. I love the World Cup. I cannot wait. Now, I have started to read our guide, so I'm very excited to get ready for it. If you can ask me questions now, I probably have nothing for you. Uh, other Argentina. Than plus 450. Spain. I'm in. There we go. It's nine, there eight to one. Boom. I'm in. There Nailed you go. it. Nailed it. Yep. That's all. I, I actually, I love the world's game. I am a, I'm very much a soccer fan. I don't get to watch it as much because I'm busy with a lot of stuff, but you plot me down at 2 a.m. when these games start, I'm in. Listen, Canada, 131.91 Canadian for you to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. So head over there and get your betting guide now. It's worth it. John's reading it. He says it's great. He just, he already knows the odds because he's reading it. Look at all this. That's right. What's uh, the Netherlands? Exactly. Mm. Yeah, there we go. Hadn't gotten that far yet. I haven't gotten that far at all. <laughs> that's, at all. that's on page like 18 or something like that. So we'll get to that a little America bit America is 100 to 1. And America should never be 100 to 1 in anything. <laughs> Except, you know. In maybe in soccer. soccer. Yeah, right? so, so to maybe <laughs> soccer, which in, in which case, yeah. And actually, in fact, it should probably be like 300 to 1. Yeah, hey. it's going to be worse. Uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, he says that many around the league expect Taylor Heineke to retain the commander's starting job. And JVT, I'm going to ask you the same thing that I asked Adam Burke yesterday. Does, does Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz, whoever's starting for that team, does that change your handicap of the team at all, Are, is either player worth anything to a point spread? In your opinion, I would say no. Um, I mean, I guess do you go do you go like the like the philosophical route of like they seem to just kind of like Taylor Heineke, yeah. right? Like they seem to just kind of fight for him a little bit here, and maybe that's worth something if anything. Not to say that they hate Carson Wentz. I don't know who does, right. uh, but like maybe that's worth. They really seem to just rally around Heineke at this point, so maybe that's worth something. Um, but having said that. I feel like Taylor Heineke has been getting away with murder with the way that he's been playing football. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, this is going to run out. The question is, does it run out against the Houston Texans? Which I would say probably not. And he actually put up his best game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So that kind of helps. But yeah, I'd say at the end of the day, if you're going to tell me that it's Carson Wentz, there might be a slight tick in the market, like from three to two and a half, but maybe not much. Commanders are three-point favorites on the road against the Texans. There are three-and-a-halves popping in favor of the Commanders. The Commanders on the, news, on the road. The guy, yes, yeah. the Commanders on the road over a field goal favorite over anyone. Total sitting 40-and-a-half or 41, depending on where you get it. So now you know. You know what's going on over there. With, uh, you know. with, the, with, the, with the commanders. Aren't the Texans about to like set some sort of record with rushing yards allowed or something like that? It's, I'll put it this way. 
if this game, let, let, how many morning games are there? Because I'm only I, I the way my television setup is is I can comfortably watch six games. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, this is this will not make one of the TVs. This game is not is going to it's okay. going to be the one that falls off the the TVs. By the so. way, so through nine games this season, the Texans have allowed 1,636 yards on the ground. Uh, they are on pace to allow over 3,000. In fact, they'll give up 3,090 yards. It actually, wouldn't be an NFL record. Really? Like, no. The NFL record for most yards allowed rushing is 3,228, uh, 3, if I could speak, uh, set by the, as the team we all remember, the 1978 Buffalo Bills. Look at this. We're making people smarter out there. That's right. This is what we're doing. You tune in, you make, you get, you get smarter whenever you listen There's to this. There's some former member of that 78 team that's like, yeah, wait, no. Uh, Jeremy Fowler also coming out saying that the Panthers organization, some within the Panthers organization, want Sam Darnold to get a chance to start in 2022. Uh, The Panthers are playing the Ravens this week. They are the week's biggest underdog as we sit right now, 13 in favor of the Ravens in a game with a 41 point total. They're 13 point dogs in a four. And I can't bet them. I mean, it's like they're 13 point dogs in a 41 total and I cannot pull the trigger. Yeah. These aren't the game, especially because Ravens are starting to get a little healthier too. Like they, I, I backed the Panthers last Thursday when they played Atlanta. Like those are the spots I think you're looking for, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. similarly rated opponents uh, that have some real clear deficiencies. The Ravens are not one of those teams that will say, I'm not sure if I'm really comfortable going out laying 13 with the mm-hmm. Baltimore Ravens. Um, but I like, I'm with you. I want to pick and choose my spots at Carolina. And the fact that PJ Walker is not available uh, is a big deal. And uh, I would say that I don't want to give Sam Darnold a chance. Right. I think you've seen enough. Well, haven't we all seen <laughs> right. enough? I mean, at this point, to know what we're getting. Uh, you mentioned that Ravens squad getting a little healthier. Certainly on the defensive yep. side, they're getting healthier. On the offensive side, Gus Edwards back at practice on Wednesday. Mark Andrews back at practice on Wednesday. And, of course, that does not mean that they will play this weekend. That's not what we're saying. We are just saying, hey, look, trending in the right direction on that offensive side of the ball as they come out of a bye. And if you start to look at this Ravens team as a whole, John, I mean, look, it is a – it is an AFC that I think after this past weekend we will all we we can all pretty comfortably say maybe not maybe not as locked up as we thought. Right. And so you look at some of these teams on the outside looking in that might be getting a little healthier, a Ravens team, maybe a Bengals team whenever Chase gets back and DJ Reader's supposed to be back maybe this week for them, which is really gonna help them on the defensive line, plugging up some of the deficiencies they have in the run run defensive game. Like Maybe some of these other AFC teams where we were kind of thinking, ah, they're clear second tier, but they're always they're just gonna be looking up at the Chiefs and the Bills. Maybe not. No. I, I don't I think you're yeah. right. And like even with the Ravens, right? So we were talking about their health. Like their secondary at one point, I think they they think they bottomed out like sixth worst in terms of EPA for play on, against the pass. Mm-hmm. Uh they're now steadily climbing back up that board. As they start to get healthy, that's gonna get improved. Uh, you know, their pass rushers were already starting to get healthier. Like I'm with you. Like if you're looking around, if there's like a conference, obviously where I think really both of them, like I'm looking at I'm looking to try to find somebody on the outside looking in who could potentially make their way in and find a little momentum as they go along. That also has some clear strengths too, by the way. Like right. I don't want the Titans. I think they're clearly a very flawed team. Uh, I think the Jets clearly have their issues offensively that are going to hold them back ultimately. But I think you are. You're looking at that like eight to twelve range of these teams that might be able to make their way in. And that you mentioned the team that was at the top of my head, which was the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Yep. So we're looking here another game uh Sunday night, Chiefs and Chargers. Some news coming out in that one that uh wide receivers for both teams and from the Chiefs side. I couldn't get anybody out on the practice field today. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, it was a sickness, though. We will say that. It's not a, It's not an injury for him. He DNP'd on Wednesday. But Juju and Nicole Hardman, concussion, of course, for Juju. If you're watching that game, that looked really scary. I can't imagine he gets cleared. But, again, not not one single minute of medical school, John. Not one that I've ever attended. So, I can't say for certain that he's okay. gonna that he's not going to play. And Nicole Hardman, an abdomen injury. So, it is two injuries with the other two guys. We mentioned, though, they do have Kadarius Tony. He's not listed here. So, if it's MBS and Tony – uh, no, and, and you, you know, Kelsey, I don't think it's, it's not ideal, I guess, but it's not like a uh, dire circumstances or something. No, like I that. would say yeah. so. But yeah. for me, it's like, so again, I, again, so you, I, I get, you get the wide receivers back. If you're the chargers, at least it's mm. trending in that direction. My problem here for the chargers is twofold. One, you and I've talked about this. Justin Herbert's average depth of target is among the worst mm. in the national football or worst or lowest. We'll say, cause it's not necessarily bad. He doesn't really challenge the ball downfield. 
So Williams and Allen, how much that really helped things. And if you're wondering, well, they've been hurt. No, he's been like that since last yeah. year. Like that's been an offensive thing. So maybe they're not really worth that much. But the bigger thing for me, Matt, is they just lost two more defensive tackles yes. to season ending injuries. I think they're looking to like sign somebody off the street at this point to play that position. Like, this is a team that's really beat up up front. And, and we're and, under the six, by the way, at two different yeah. books. Two different books, rest of country right now. We're under the six yep. now on this news that, like, Keenan Allen's back practicing. He's been back practicing all season. Like, yep. he had not been able to get back out on the field. And clearly a troublesome hamstring yeah. that got worse in the bye week. So, what's an <laughs> NFL game going to do? No, but I just, like, when you're in your, like you said, the second I saw this popping a five and a half, which, again, pretty dead. You can just go in late if you want. Mm. Like, I, I think that I'm – the Chiefs are a team that we're circling here. I think the Chargers are a little overvalued, and I think we're not really factoring in enough of what's happening defensively with this team in terms of their injuries. Yeah, this to me, I understand people are looking and seeing, oh, the couple of receivers aren't going to be out there. Like, if Tony's out there, if MVS is out there and Kelsey's out there, I'm not worried really mm-hmm. all about it all that much. And as you mentioned, like, I don't think people are downgrading the Chargers enough from the defensive side as they are doing this upgrade because – Allen and Williams are back out there practicing. Look, Keenan Allen came out and said, he when he tried to play a couple of weeks ago, he said he had no explosiveness in the hamstring. He felt like he had no explosiveness whatsoever. Now, it's been a couple of weeks, and I know these guys get the very best treatment there is on the face of the planet, but this has kept him out essentially the entire season. Yep. So to think that he's going to just instantly come back in, play a full complement of snaps, and make a difference in this game, I think is being a little bit naive. I mean, sure, he might play, Probably not full snaps, probably not going to be any sort of major contributor outside of just a chain mover type guy that can run and, you know, plant down on the other side of the of the first down. So, again, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I like the Chiefs actually pretty good. I mean, this thing was sitting seven, yep. moved to six and a half, moved to six, and now we are seeing five and a halves based off of a couple of guys missing practice and then and a couple of guys getting back out there yep. for the other team. And I'm really interested, too, because you've, you've brought this up before about, like, six and, like, it's being a little bit more key-ish, mm-hmm. like, as we kind of move along. This is a good market test to see if, like, this is kind of where the market stops, right, with right. Kansas City and and they come out and lay five and a half. But I'm with you. I, I, I circled the Chiefs the second all this news started coming out because I figured the market would start to drop. But five and a half seems pretty strong. It really is. So I'm going to be uh, – We'll be putting that in the account here, probably on the break. A little on the break bet that we get here uh, every now and then. Let's do it whenever. Yes, let's do it. Uh, Eli Hershberg is from uh, thelines.com. Coming back, talk some college basketball. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your cleats with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook with the latest odds, lines, and boost. Bet Rivers is your go to for any soccer related content. Check out Bet Rivers special World Cup promotions like World Cup futures, insurance bets, and World Cup daily bet and gets. Bet Rivers Sportsbooks calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app to get in on all the match day action. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel here on a Wednesday. Israel Adesanya getting arrested in New York for having brass knuckles in his uh, in his bag Did at the really? airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Where were they on the, over the weekend? Huh? So, yeah, so brass knuckles, uh, no no good, apparently, over there in New York. So he'll be, he'll have some splaining to do. Are copper knuckles allowed? I don't know. I mean, uh, brass knuckles, no, no good. He'll have some splaining to do. Let's talk some college basketball. You can find his work over on thelines.com. He is a lead writer over there. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Eli Hershkovitz. He is, in fact, Eli Hershkovitz. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> What's going on, Matt? What's going on, John? Good to talk to you guys. So let's start here with a couple of big games from last night. I do just want to get your quick reactions. Michigan State, Kentucky, Duke, and Kansas. <laughs> you and Obi Dayton. <laughs> what, are we, what, what did you see last night? Of course, Michigan State with the, with the big win over Kentucky, and then uh, Kansas gets it done over Duke. Did you come out of either one of those games with anything from any of those teams? Yeah, Kentucky in particular, and I know people want to point to the Michigan State win and the close loss to Gonzaga last Friday, but Kentucky with just five points in transition, and this is a Kentucky team that kind of needs to run to generate offense. We saw it late last season, and granted, Kentucky added some perimeter shooting this year with Reeves from Illinois State and C.J. Frederick now healthy after transferring him from Iowa a couple years ago. But this Kentucky team in the half court, It showed us over the last two years, John Calipari can't really run an efficient half court offense, even with additional shooting. 
and not with not having Oscar Shibway after following out late in like regulation and uh, his offensive rebounding productivity, generating second chance shots. When he's not on the floor, Kentucky's offense really struggles. And we saw that against a Michigan State team that, yes, has maybe played a little bit better and more effectively defensively than than people thought coming into the year. But I have my questions about Kentucky when it can't get on and run the floor. What, what do you make of uh, a Duke and what you've seen from John Shire so far? It's uh, you know been two cupcakes, but then we watched him take on Kansas. Not a tremendously efficient offensive effort. Uh, early takeaways from three games. Yeah, I bet Duke plus two on the opener or whatever when the steam came in on Kansas. So that was unfortunate to watch the Blue Devils collapse late in the second half. I was impressed, though, with their freshman and Tyrese Proctor and, and Filipowski who could space the floor and Duke got rebounded by Kansas by double digits. So with that in mind, I, I know they didn't play well in the final three plus minutes of that game, but you're going to have that sometimes at the beginning of a season where a young team kind of struggles to close out games. And this is still a veteran late in Kansas team, Jalen Wilson, big 12 player uh, preseason of the year, preseason player of the year last year. And he didn't really live up to the expectations this year. He's starting to do that after what Kansas lost in the off season. So I'm still pretty high on both teams. I still really like Duke's long-term upside T- plus 2,400 to win the national title. Granted, I haven't bet it myself, but for a team that I think can come together down the stretch of the season and John Shire's offensive stats looked pretty crisp, despite the lack of productivity in the first half and shooting efficiency for Duke. So I came away impressed with Duke, despite the late struggles in the second half. Eli, is there any team that was, you know, getting a ton of preseason press, that was getting a ton of preseason love that you were looking at saying, ah, I just can't quite get there. Just a team that you, not saying that you dislike the team or that you hate the team, but you just feel like everybody was pumping up a little bit too much. Yeah, and it's one of the teams tonight. Now, I know they played Michigan state on an aircraft carrier and I'm talking about (laughs) Gonzaga. So I understand that their efficiency and their offensive production last week was mitigated by the conditions playing in an outdoor arena. But at the same time, Gonzaga lost a lot defensively losing Chet Holmgren and his room protection. I wrote this up today on the lines.com in my Gonzaga, Texas preview. So you're losing defensive productivity that, that's that kind of gets here and ignites your transition offense going similar to what I was talking about with Oscar Shibway and Kentucky. And when Gonzaga can't get going in transition, we saw their half court offense look sporadic at best against Michigan state. Now I'm expecting Gonzaga's three point efficiency to see an uptick now that it's playing at an actual basketball stadium, but still tonight with a Texas defense that to me is the best defense in college, college basketball. Texas got blown out at the kennel last year, taking on Gonzaga. I think Texas is able to create a lot of havoc against the Gonzaga backcourt that lost its starting point guard going back to last season in Andrew Nimhard. You have a nice dual tandem in Nolan Hickman and Malachi Smith, but right now Mark Few is starting and playing Hickman, the sophomore at you know about half of the minutes and his turnover rate is around 23 24%. So, I think Texas gets after it defensively a revenge game going back from last season a team I'm very high on in the national title futures market. So, with that being said again with Gonzaga, I I'm just not there yet even though I have them top 5 in my power ratings for this team to kind of be at the peak even later on in the season that they played at in the last decade plus under Mark Few. So I'm always curious to talk to guys who, who handicap college basketball on a day-to-day basis like you. Uh, is there any way that we're using some of these projections, out, like the most obviously popular one being Ken Palm, because it, it does not take a person with sight to see that these projections also really reflect what the betting market looks like. Is there a way to take advantage of some of these projections when it comes to using those and looking how the betting market is shaped by some of these projections? I mean, anytime you kind of look at Ken Palm scores and in terms of what Ken Palm is projecting for a line – it, you know, like for instance, with Texas tonight, yep. uh, Ken Palm projects that line around four. And I agree with it in terms of Texas being undervalued in the betting market uh, with this line going down to, you know, Gonzaga or Gonzaga being favored in the overnight. And that's when I bet Texas. So it's not really a, a you know, over the course of a given, you know, game uh, or week that I could say every single game, I disagree with Ken Palm's projections in the market 
kind of copies his lines to begin a season when a lot of these sports books and a lot of these odds makers don't really know how to evaluate teams from the get-go because of all the new additions on, on some teams on, on a team by team basis, but you can still take advantage kind of within that spiel that I just mentioned, where again, if a, if you kind of see a similar line to at a sports book, whatever book it may be, um, where Kempa makes the line a, a similar score projection that maybe you could take advantage of, of something like that. So it's, it's not really something again, game over game that mm-hmm. you could, that I could point to, to take advantage of, but it can happen on a game by game basis. Sure. Talking to Eli Hershkovitz from thelines.com. You can find him on Twitter at Eli Hershkovitz. Eli, if we, your first time having you on the show, going to have you throughout the course of the college basketball season. Since we didn't get you before the season started, it's still very, very early. The numbers haven't shifted all that incredibly much. What were some of the futures bets that you did put in your account that you still, to as we sit right now on a, on a Wednesday, November the 16th, that you still like? <laughs> yeah, well, I mentioned Texas earlier. I bet them at... 35 to one back in the summer, you could still probably find a 25 to one, which is where I'd, I bet them down to really high in this defense. Like I, like I highlighted, you have Chris Beard, a very experienced coach. And the difference between this Texas team going back to last season is they actually have healthy rim protection. You had Christian Bishop transferring in from Creighton last year, and he's about six foot seven. So not your traditional rim protector, but Dylan DeSue, the Vanderbilt transfer going back to last year, wasn't healthy. He was coming off a knee surgery. And now if you watch Texas over their last or over their first two games, he looks like the explosive rim protector and the guy that could spring Texas's transition offense like he was at Vanderbilt in his freshman season. Tyrese Hunter coming in from Iowa State. He played at a no middle defense or within a no middle defense with the Cyclones last year. So Texas is a team I really like. Florida was an early buy for me at about 120 to one. Granted, they lost to an underwhelming non-conference opponent going back to um, a couple nights ago. So that's more of a team that I think similar to a Duke. Granted, this is a more of a veteran laden team, but a team that I think comes together later in the season to pose some problems if they can make the dance because of their length. And then my other conference or my other futures bet was in the conference futures market with Virginia grabbing them at seven to one. I know a lot of the national media hyped them up because it's Tony Bennett, but you add shooting from a team that's similar to Texas. These guys now have a better understanding of Tony Bennett's pack line uh, scheme and set up defensively. And I think they're going to be a lot better at that end of the floor. And you add some shooting, their offense should be a lot better too. Written work over at the lines.com podcast, the lines podcast. And of course on the Twitter machine at Eli Herskovich, Eli, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Sounds good and good to have uh, good to be on with you guys, Matt. I'm sorry I don't like LSU this year. I apologize. Uh, you, know, you know, it is what it is. Hey, listen, I'll, the football <laughs> team's exceeding expectations. So never asked about UNLV. What happened? You know, we were doing well, this for like three hours. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it was. Uh, you know, we, we talked we talked about the teams people want to bet, John. You know, that's what that's all it was. I'll say this: I told Tim Murray and Tim texted me. Uh, I think UNLV is going to be an under team this year, two and one at the end of the first three games. So we'll see if that continues for oh, the Rebels, despite the fact one? that they're running, as they say. <laughs> Let's talk some NBA when. Whenever we come back, I do a couple of news and notes, a couple of game news and notes, at least anyway, uh, as we were talking about that are going to affect the lines tonight and how you might handicap a game. We'll talk with JVT about all of that when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen, made with six different simple ingredients and completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. We're sitting here on a Wednesday. Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with me. Find him on the Twitter machine at me, JBT. And also find him on vsin.com every single day. Slash JVT. Slash JVT, writing up stuff in the NBA. You can find him on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast as well. Him and Midland Bidlin. How's Midland Bidlin doing? Uh, good. He was not on last week due to oh, scheduling conflicts. This guy. Uh, it was my fault. I was out. Yeah, I was out of town. So okay, uh, your yeah, scheduling. Yeah, okay, yeah, not yeah, his. Yeah. I was going to say, come on. He's back. How busy tomorrow. can he be? He's back tomorrow. Seriously, Apparently how busy, busy can he be? I mean, we had to move around a lot. I of mean, stuff this to get him guy. In this well, I mean, he's got all the the beard care that he's got to do. Very you know, hair multiple care. multiple times a week. And Kelly has like to that. have one of those those uh, blow dryers that has like the flat end, right? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, like yeah, to blow you like straight a jet on up of air. Like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you. But uh, you can find him and uh, and John on that podcast this uh, each and every week as well. It is a fantastic listen. You should be listening as well. And, oh, speaking of listening, a little little press release came out today. People are going to be able to listen to us come January yeah. in a whole bunch more cities. So that's kind of fun, picking up a ton of affiliates across the country. So some of the biggest, some, some, some pretty big cities as well. As, uh, I, I tweeted this out earlier, but I will mm-hmm. say in all seriousness, as somebody who was uh, the first producer hired and has been here since, you know, it was the empty box and they were still constructing it, uh, it is pretty cool to yes. see that news and to see this thing grow uh, from where it was uh, to, you know, that one night during a Clemson national title game where Matt Eumann stumbled over to me and said, I think we got a job for you uh, to, uh, <laughs> to today. It has been quite the growth. So I like it. Yes. Uh, just Google VEASAN and sports map, and then it'll come up. The press release will come up for you. So uh, if you want to read and see which cities and things like that, but uh, picking up a bunch of affiliates come January. So hopefully we will be in your market. And if we're not, Call your program director and demand that they put us on. Or your newly elected governor and or senator. I don't care if it's a pop station. Just call right. them and be like, I don't want to hear any more Taylor Swift. I want to hear talk sports betting That's right. from 1 to 3 every day, from 1 to 3 Pacific. From 12 day. to 12, yeah, every day, yeah. 24-7, let's 365. Let's do, go. We play enough Taylor Swift. Let's come on. Let's do this. Top Good 40. Album, though. Yeah. Midnight's was solid. Let's just get us on. Let's get us on a... On a top 40 station, just I mean, right Viper in the, the middle Wart- of the day. Yeah. Viper and the Warthog. Viper and the Warthog, right in the middle of the day. Like, they play Taylor, and then it goes right into us. Like, right. just talking. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, if you do that at your station, just tweet me. Let me know. Right. I would, I would we'll love, take calls, I would, I would love to know. All right, so the NBA action going on tonight. Some news and notes. We know Nikola Jokic has now entered the health and mm-hmm. safety protocol, so he is going to miss multiple games. We also know that Luka Doncic is not going to be available tonight and this kind of leads us to a very easy pro tip that you gave to us during the break which is hey look the Mavs played last night and if you're looking to play these overnights be very cautious on teams that are on the back legs of back-to-backs because we are seeing more and more and more these stars are trying to preserve their bodies they are making sure that they're not overextending themselves specifically in the early part of the season and so always candidates to rest and we have that tonight for Dallas yeah and I, and I wrote about this today too in the uh, the daily column 
And, and the specific note here for Doncic is it's not even just stars, but specifically a guy like Doncic. Think about this. So he has averaged 37.2 minutes per game. He has played every single game. And they're on the second leg of a back-to-back in which he had to play 40 minutes last night because they blew a 25-point lead against the Clippers. So it always helps to not only not attack those overnights when stars have the potential to rest on second legs, but also just look at the – even if you haven't watched the game, look at the box score, right? Yeah. If a guy has played 40-ish minutes and is again set to play tomorrow, it's a pretty good chance he might get some rest. Mm-hmm. So always just be cautious because even in the NBA, information is somewhat, somewhat more valuable than the number. If I'm going to play a number knowing that Doncic is out, that's more valuable than trying to guess. Yep. And I tried to do it the other day. I bet the Magic – uh, because I read a report. Hey, Falvin Carroll, back mm-hmm. in practice. All right, I'll bet the Magic. He's probably going to come back. He didn't come back. So, like, just <laughs> just wait until it's official. You know what I mean? Until you get into this thing. Uh, JVT, before we get into the slate tonight, I wow, do want to. breaking news. Oh, yes. Kelly owns a blow dryer and a beard straightener. Oh, a Texas beard event. straightener. This is this needs to be a YouTube video. Like we 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 got to get him doing this whole the Just whole a video following Kelly around and yeah, having him getting ready for little, the day. Little prep, like little prep routine for Kelly Midland Bidlin. Just blow drying that hair straight up and then straightening the beard every single day. Good. So he does the early show now. He must have to get up at like four o'clock right. in the morning, like to to get all this. I stuff want to ready. see the beard without the straightening. What does I it do, look like? Oh, is it like all curly yeah, and like, stuff? All, like, it's like super short. Actually, it's like super these, tight are, to the these face. are things. These are. These are things we're going to find out. I can promise you that. Uh, so before we get into the slate tonight, I do want to talk about just something that I I uh, surprised me so far in the NBA and want to get your take on it is, look, yes, everybody is, is surprised by what the Blazers have done so far, but specifically for me on the defensive end, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking about, I think the last I saw, seventh overall in, in efficiency and this is a team that I did not think. I mean, look, there's always chances that we can – misproject a team a little bit and we think they're going to be in the bottom half and they end up sort in the middle or something like that. But I did not expect, you know, a top seven ish defensive rating for this team. And so far that's led to what we have as, as a team that's you know, out shooting. I think most everybody's expectations so far. Yeah. They're among some of the more surprising teams mm-hmm. at this point right now. Now, like, and if you look, this is, so this is the one thing with Portland. This is why I like a lot of these numbers. Now it mm-hmm. depends on when this plays out. So for the Trailblazers, if you go to cleaning the glass, and there's a lot of other sites that have different types of mm-hmm. metrics like this, they have a metric. It's called location-effective field goal percentage. And what it is is if this team allowed the league average field goal percentage from the locations of shots that they're giving up, what would their opponent's effective field goal percentage be? Well, if you look at it, Portland has a little bit of luck going in their favor. <laughs> uh, they're allowed effective field goal percentage through these games at 53.4%. Their location-effective field goal percentage is tied for last at 553 mm-hmm. So there seems to be some luck here in this play defensively that the Portland Trailblazers uh, have been getting. Now, again, 13 games, 14 games is still inherently a very small sample size, and they are turning over opponents at a relatively high rate, and they're not fouling, which is also a really good thing. I think they're top 10 in terms of opponent free throw rate. Those are all really good Mm -hmm. positive signs. But I would expect that they're probably going to start to take a little bit of a step back here and be a little bit more of an average team. Like the, the Trailblazers were the team that if you told me they finished as a sixth seed in the West, I would believe it. And if you told me they were tanking for Wemba Nyama by the season ended, I would believe it. Like I thought right. there was a, a wide spectrum of outcomes. I still think this team's probably a play-in team. And I think they're worse defensively than they have shown. But right now they're taking advantage of it. And that was with Damian Lillard missing like three games. So I the 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 other thing I guess to to bring up here is we look and we see you know another another you know huge score getting put up against against the Nets and it was one of those things where we thought that maybe we're we're sitting here thinking okay they had started to limit they had started to limit scoring against them it looked like maybe the defensive yep. emphasis was extremely high and maybe that could be the turning point maybe that could be something that we would look at and say okay hey look I mean. Maybe we can buy into this Nets team now because they are going to play some defense. It seems to be something that they are focusing on. And then, of course, give up, what was it, 145 last night or something like that? 150 something, 153 last night to the Kings. Um, Six and nine for the Nets. What have you seen now that we do have at least a little bit of a a sample size of, okay, this is what we're getting out of this team, basically? I'm trying to find the quote. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you saw this, um, but Kevin Durant uh, effectively telling, I think it was Chris Haynes, look at our starting lineup. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Um, which is brilliant because right. I think we're all thinking it, but at the same time, it's not great that the player who's on the floor with them says it. Uh, look, I actually I was on with you guys yesterday, right? I brought up the mm-hmm. fact that in the first seven games, the Jacques Vaughn is the best defensive efficiency in the league. Now, we also said that, hey, look, are they going to be the best defensive team in the NBA? No. Yeah. Like, there's going to be some room to, to move and fall down the standings, and you saw that in a big way last night. And, and I'll say this. like I think once Kyrie Irving comes back, I still think Jacques Vaughn makes them a slightly better team, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. 
the question just is, like, are you ever going to get Ben Simmons near what he was as a defender? Like, it's not even Ben Simmons as, like, an offensive piece, right? It's just give us something in terms of your regular availability and production defensively. He only played 20 minutes last night. He had 14 minutes the game before that. Like, that's not a guy who's making a difference, and you brought him in to be that difference. If you're telling me that Simmons kind of finds something, then I kind of think they're still, like, potentially a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. But if he's not, and then Kyrie Irving, I don't know, whatever happens with him happens. I just, it's hard to see this team being at least a legitimate threat to win the conference. I think they're still going to be inside the top 10. Where they fall depends on Kevin Durant. But, man, it's it's such a wide variety of outcomes for this team. It all depends on some guys who are kind of flaky. And I'm not going to cheat people. We're going to run through the slate a little bit later. We'll talk some MVP as well, see what's in your account. Just real quickly, though, do you take anything from the Pelicans' win over the Grizzlies last night without Zion? Uh, just that they're deeper than mm-hmm. the market was given them credit for, and, and that the market has been a little high on on the Grizzlies, and I think a little mm-hmm. bit higher than they should be. But here's the thing: like I, you kind of get it to a certain extent, but you never want to overreact to positive injury news. So while they lost Desmond Bain, the Grizzlies did yesterday. Uh, they got Jaron Jackson Jr. back, and I mm-hmm. thought the market kind of overreacted a little bit to getting him back on the floor and making his season debut. Uh, I think you saw this Pelicans team has a lot to offer outside of just Zion Williamson, but the market really freaks out when guys like that don't play. Will your team make the playoffs? Are they on the bubble and you're wondering if they're going to make the playoffs? We are going to tell you whether they are going to make the playoffs, at least whether they're worth betting to make the playoffs anyway. AFC, NFC teams when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.